Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> this is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. I wasn't sure if this uh, thing was running or not. It just kind of uh, turned it on and it wasn't moving. But now it looks like, uh, you know, when I look at my screen, it looks like one of those, uh, uh, you know, when you got a heart monitor on and the lines are going up and down and that kind of thing. Well, there was nothing there like there was no life in it, you know. And so I, that's why I said praise the Lord twice. But it's all right. It's all right. You know, God is worthy to be praised, isn't he? Hallelujah. Yes, he is. He's a good, good God. And, you know, we, um, I'm, I'm not going to, and I know I've said this before, but I'm really going to try to do my best today. Um, I'm not going to be spending a whole lot of time today because we're about ready to turn the corner and go into the next uh, thing that we're going to be talking about that God hates but um, anyway, we've been talking about the things that God hates in Proverbs chapter 6 and verse, verses 16 through 19. And uh, we have already gone through a proud look, a lying tongue. And now we've been talking for the last little while about hands that shed innocent blood. Now, all these things are things that God hates. And so we've got to look at what God hates so we don't get ourselves wrapped up in that mess. And uh, so we've been talking about different things that uh, can really be looked at as innocent uh, people, innocent blood being shed. Now, a couple of times when we were talking about some of those things, you know, uh, it's, it's a, a little bit difficult when you're uh, looking at certain things where such as uh, children or even young adults or whoever uh, dying of, of drugs, uh, drug addiction, and, and uh, we looked at uh, all the different facets of that. Now, of course, uh, everybody is responsible uh, for what they have done or what they do and so on, and that is true, but we do have to look at the fact that so many times uh, there are some that are, are innocent. Now, that, that doesn't mean they're innocent of sin, you know, like I had talked about at one point, uh, you know, uh, I remember I was preaching one day. Now, we've got our um, our YouTube channel called The Eunuch Preacher, and you can go there. You can Google up The Eunuch Preacher, and the word eunuch is spelled E-U-N-U-C-H, The Eunuch Preacher. And we've got our Wednesday night Bible studies, and then we have our Saturday uh, Sabbath worship services on Saturday. And those are also just uh, done just like this. You know, they're pre-recorded, and then Brother Vern is so kind and uh, to do his uh, part in this ministry and get everything downloaded and, and typed up for y'all so you can see the titles and, and what it is we're going to be looking at. And so I'm grateful and thankful for his help in that. And uh, also thankful to my son for putting so much of this together getting all these things lined up for us uh, to be able to function in this ministry. And so there's been some hands together with it because, I, you know, like I said to y'all, I, I am just not tech savvy. Now, I don't know. I, I think most people would know what that meant if I say that. I don't even know if it's a term. I think it is. But I, I'm just not tech savvy. I mean, I you know, I've just recently in the last, uh, I don't know, last uh, maybe three years or so or less, learned how to text on my phone. I didn't know 
You know, you say, you mean you were in your late 50s when you learned? Yes, I was. I, I, I didn't even know how to text. I didn't know what I didn't know what to push on the phone. I didn't know anything. You say, well, how could you not know anything? Well, you know, I just I just didn't. It was not something that my life is centered around like so many people. I, you know, I was uh, somewhere today and I looked over and and I saw all these people on their phones. I mean, everywhere you look, it was just astounding. You know, people were, were waiting and um and it was just amazing. It, it just amazed me. It was uh, it, it was an interesting thing. I was actually in the bank. And the people behind me in line, they were all, because they were waiting in line, I guess, they figured, well, I got time to look at my phone. And all of them in line behind me, they were all on their phone. And, um, you know, I, I try not to get on my phone all the time. Um you know, and uh, but I do I do use it and I do get on it. I just try not to get on it everywhere I go or every moment that I stop that, you know, I've got to be on my phone because there's other things in life than just that phone. Y'all know what I mean. But anyway, we've been talking about the things that God hates. And certainly, you don't want to put a God before the Almighty. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. But, uh, you know, what we've been talking about is hands that shed innocent blood. And like I said, I don't want to take up too much time here today, but I, I had a thought of something else that I wanted to bring to y'all before we uh, turn the corner and go into the next thing that God hates, because uh, I would like to start talking about in uh, verse 18, it says, A heart that deviseth evil imaginations. That'll be the next thing that we're going to be talking about. But um, I, I was thinking about this. I had this, uh, you know, well, it wasn't just a, a thought, but it was something that I had read, and I was just astounded by it. And it was something that had uh, I had seen come up on my phone, of course. And uh, it was a country. Now, this is not, uh, I'm not even going to mention the country's name, but it's not just... Uh, one country there's other countries that do this as well now we're talking about hands that shed innocent blood but i'm going to kind of turn a little bit of this around for a minute because uh, i need us to look at this from all angles when we're looking at god's word you want to rightly divide it and you don't want to leave out what needs to be left out you say well are you trying to add something in you're not supposed to add to the word of god look i'm not adding to the word of god because we could certainly find this in other places in the scriptures but i do want uh to bring this thought to you when we look at hands that shed innocent blood i want to give some thought to something that i saw where there was a country and what they do is they train little boys now i'm not talking listen i'm not talking about teenagers I'm not talking about teenagers. I'm talking about little boys. I'm talking about seven and eight-year-old little boys, nine-year-old little boys. Uh, these countries, they train these young boys uh, how to shoot uh, like semi-automatics and machine guns and that kind of thing. I mean, war, weapons of war. They teach uh, these young uh, boys these things in some of these countries. And... Uh, they are learning to hate their enemy. And they are learning that uh, their enemy is worth, worth killing, as how the thought goes in those countries. 
And so they trained these little boys to be killers. And so when we think about shedding of innocent blood, we've got to stop for a minute and think about the innocency of some of these children uh, in these countries that are, um, you know, they're getting a hold of guns and, and they're being taught by the adult men. You know, we're, uh, they are training them literally to fight in war, you see. And um, so the reason why that I didn't want to mention the countries, you know, there's several of them that I could think of uh, that they actually don't have a problem with that. But you know, I live in America. And uh, I'm going to tell you what. There's some young folks that are getting a hold of guns that ought not be getting a hold of guns. You hear what I'm saying? Now, I don't live in those other countries. And I think it's an absolute shame that people have got a mind to take little seven, eight-year-old, nine-year-old little boys and train them and teach them how to use weapons of war to kill people. And they actually got a mind and taught, taught them and teaching them that, look, you are learning to kill those that are going to come up against us. I, I just think it's a shame. I think the children at that age ought to be learning their ABCs, learning their one, two, threes, uh, and, uh, you know, other things, learning their grammar, whatever language they're learning, uh, that kind of thing, instead of being busy with that. Because you're training them to be killers. That's what's happening. But I'm going to talk about America for a minute because in America we've got too many young folks. Hear me now. We've got too many. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's too many of them. Too many young people. And I ain't talking about just boys neither. I'm talking about boys and girls. Too many young people that are getting hold of guns and killing folks that are young little children. Amen. Now what does amen mean? It means it is so. And so whether I say amen to one thing that praises the Lord or whether I say amen to something that ought not be, it means it is so. And it is so. This is going on in America, folks. Amen. Now listen. When I say this, I, I'm going to tell you. You know, some people think because of some of my teaching that I got a problem with somebody having a gun, I, you know, owning a gun or whatever. I got a problem with somebody owning a gun. You own a gun, that's your business. Now, I do have a problem with semi-automatics. You know, I mean, I, I realize that, uh, you know, the uh, police officers, they've got to have something to be able to look, be a, a, a bit more uh, effective, if you will, if they've come up against, a, uh, you know, a mass of people or crowd or whatever you got going on, riots and that kind of thing. And I'm sure there's other ways to deal with it. Uh, you know, I've never been a police officer. I've never uh, gone down that road. But... Uh, I'm sure that they are trained, as far as from what I understand, in other uh, ways to deal with crowds and all that. But sometimes it uh, will be necessary uh, for them to uh, use those type of things. And so, but I don't have a problem with people on the gun. You know, uh, it's like I said to somebody one time. I said, you know, there are. People that live out in the country, I, and when I say out in the country, I'm talking about way out there. And you know, there's a lot of different types of wild animals and that kind of thing. And you've got to be uh, mindful of those things and be able to protect yourself and your family and all of that kind of thing. 
And um, so I, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I'm just, uh, you know, but, you know, like I said, I my teaching, because I teach people, you better learn to love your enemy. You better learn to do that because Jesus says that you've got to love your enemy and pray for him. Now, you tell me how in the world you're going to blow your enemy's head off and sit there and say, I'm loving him and I'm praying for him. You know that don't work. Now, I know a lot of people are going to argue about that, and I know there's a lot of apostolic Pentecostals that will argue with me over it. There will be a lot of other people that are not apostolic Pentecostal, as I am, uh, that uh, will argue with it also. But there are some of, of us out there, or out here, rather, uh, that we got a mind that you've got to do what Jesus said to do. And you say, well, what if I lose my life? Well, you didn't, you're not going to lose your life. You say, well, well, they could shoot me dead. Yeah, but Jesus said, don't be afraid of the ones that can kill the body. You've got to be afraid of the one that can kill the body, soul, body and soul, put this body and soul in hell. Destroy body, both body and soul and, and, and put it into, into hell. You know, and then hell going to be thrown in the lake of fire. You better be afraid of God. That's what you better be afraid of. Because the thing of it is, the one that kills the body, that's all they can do. They can't do nothing else. They can't. They can't take your faith away from you. They can't destroy uh, what the love of God that you have come to know in your life. They can't do that. They can't destroy those things if those things are actually intact in your soul. Amen. But in any event, there are some folks, and they are even some apostolic Pentecostal folks um, that. You know, they got a mind to say, well, you know, how to protect my family and all of that. And, uh, you know, you got your right to believe what you want to believe. Um, you know, it's a free country. But, um, you know, and, and, and but I've got a right to teach you what Jesus said, too. So with that said, I'm very disturbed. I'm, I'm, I'm just really, really disturbed about this thing that I have seen in these countries where children are being trained to be killers. and But, it, you know, what's really more disturbing for me is because, number one, I live in America. I don't live in these other countries, and it's not that I'm not concerned about them. I am, or I wouldn't bring it up. But I live in America, and I'm very concerned about what I have seen lately. Little children, we're talking four- and five-year-old little children getting hold of guns. And killing other other young children, killing their own siblings, not gonna. And, and, and you know, I would venture to say that probably a lot of that is accidental. Um, but some of it has not been. There was a young man. Uh, he he wasn't even in the double digits. He wasn't even ten years old. Now this has been recent, and, uh, and that little boy brought that gun to school and shot his teacher. And, and he knew what he was doing. And so it's very disturbing with what's going on. And, and what the question that comes to my mind is, where in the world are they getting this nonsense from? How is it that you, a child, a little child, comes to this idea, oh, I can get this gun and I can shoot this person and they will die. Because this person, this child, he had his mind made up to kill that teacher. Now, these were words that had come out of his mouth that people heard. And this is disturbing. 
This is really, really disturbing. You say, well, that's just a one in a few years. Listen, one is one too many. Do you understand that? Hmm? You should not dare take, especially somebody you call yourself a Christian, because this is a podcast for Christians to listen to. Now, of course, you know, I'm sure other people are going to listen to it too. Because some people are going to listen. They're going to say, oh, did you hear that stupid preacher? Listen to that stupid preacher. Listen to him. Let's put comments. Let's do this, that, and the other. I don't care what you say. Huh? What I care about is what does Jesus say? Hmm? Because I know where my soul's going. Do you know where yours is going? You sure enough better know. Because the Bible gives us direction. And I'm going to tell you what. The Lord talks so many times about little children. And you know, one of the things that come to my mind, and the scripture come to my mind, it was talking about fathers. It says not to provoke your children to anger. And a lot of people, they will interpret it. And I'm not saying it's not a correct way to interpret it, but I think there's another way to look at it also. But uh, I'm not saying it's not a, a wrong thing to interpret it to mean that, you know, fathers can, can literally do things to just stir up anger in their child, just to make them angry. And, and if you just go around trying to think of ways to stir up anger in your child, you ain't got a right spirit. There's something wrong with you. And, and when I say something wrong with you, I'm talking about spiritually. Huh? And say, well, I've, got, I've had emotional issues. Well, I've had, had emotional issues too. And you, what do you do? You take it to Jesus. Don't sit there. I get so sick and tired of people. I, I just get so sick and tired. I get sick and tired of people just using excuse after excuse after excuse for their foolish behavior that God said to stop. Do you know what he said? He used the word repent. Repent! We got to repent of our sins, we do. And so, you know, you can provoke a child to wrath. And say, Father's not, not to to do this not to provoke well why why not the mothers now the mothers can do this as well because i've seen enough stories to know that some men they get stirred up because of their mothers and and some of these uh you know they end up being serial killers and all that and then, then when they go to tell the story they say oh well i was angry with my mother because of this that and the other I just, uh, but but you know what? Everybody got some kind of excuse as to why they don't want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and allow the Holy Ghost to lead them and direct them. Because the Bible says not only are we going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, but you've got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. And if you don't do that, you're going to be walking after the flesh. And you walk after the flesh, all these things can come about. And one of the works of the flesh is murder. Look it up. Look it up in Galatians chapter five. Go ahead and look up the works of the flesh. And you're going to find out that murder happens to be a work of the flesh. And, and in, 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 in this uh, book of Proverbs, chapter 6, the wisest man on earth, he calls it, uh, God don't like that shedding of the innocent blood. But do you think God's going to be happy about people training and teaching little children how to use guns to kill people? And they know that this is what it's going to do. I mean, this, this has got to stop. But... You know, I heard somebody sent me a book not too long ago, and they had come up with their own idea about, oh, this great utopia of the earth, if everybody just do this, that, and the other, and wanted to make it into a religious thing and trying to, trying to impart it into the Word of God, and it's no such thing, you know, and they got their own idea, and they, they think they've come up with some uh, great thing. 
and they called this uh, book Holy Moments. Um, you know, and but the thing of it is, uh, not everybody going their moments aren't going to be holy. They're not going to happen. And if you sit there and say, you know, that well, the average person, as long as they do good and they do this and they do that, and they're always finding nice little things to do. What you, what you have is you have a form of godliness, but you deny the power of God. You deny the power thereof. And this is the thing that, you know, uh, we apostolics try to get across to people. You need the, the Holy Ghost. Now, it's not just apostolics. I know that there's other Pentecostal. Matter of fact, there's even some Baptists, a certain uh, group of Baptists, uh, usually the uh, black Baptist churches, uh, a lot of them, they believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost as well. But you need that Holy Ghost. And you need to stay full of that Holy Ghost. Because the the, the, the Holy Ghost is holy. Are, are you hearing me? Now, I know it sounded like I was stuttering my words there, but I, I'm trying to give you a word, trying to get something across to you. The Holy Ghost is holy. And this shedding of the innocent blood on this earth is not a holy thing. But when you've got children that are being bamboozled, you hear what I'm saying? Into believing that, look, this is the way that life goes and this is the way it ought to be and, and it shouldn't be no problem you just getting a gun and, and shooting somebody. Especially somebody that is going to do you wrong or going to hurt you or whatever the case may be. And not even give one iota of a thought about what Jesus said. Now, the reason why I bring that up because some of you out there, you Christians, you got that mindset too. You, you, you do not sit there and teach your children what Jesus said about loving your enemy. You do not do it. And you know you don't. You, and so what are you going to do when you meet Jesus? Because he said, look, they're going to say they did this in my name and that in my name, and I'm going to tell them I don't know them because of their sin. So Jesus is aiming for us to understand that what he sets up and what he says, the commandments he gives to us, is is not you don't you don't get a choice you don't get to say well Jesus I chose not to listen to that part but I, I I chose to listen to this part no it ain't gonna work that way it's not gonna work that way because Jesus said if you love me keep my commandments and so uh, we have got to be able to understand that the shedding of innocent blood there are people out there that are being killed that absolutely are innocent and should not uh, have incurred anyone's wrath. But there are also other ones that are kind of fall in a gray area, I guess you could say. And I've talked about that because, uh, you know, uh, you you people, and, and I say you people because I know if I say you ladies, the ladies going to get hot mad for me saying that. But I guess I'm just going to say it anyhow. Because this is what generally happens. Now, I have heard of it happening with men, but it's very, very small group compared to, to the women. So you ladies that say, well, I, I went down to the bar and uh, I was sitting there having a drink and I had to go to the bathroom and then I came back and I had a little sip of something and my drink and, and then next thing you know, I'm laying naked in a bed somewhere and didn't know how I got there. Well, uh I'm going to say something you ain't going to like. What are you doing in a bar? Now, I know people don't like that. Oh, they, woo, 
man, that make them mad. Because they'll say, ain't nobody got the right to, well, no, nobody's got a right to throw uh, something in somebody's drink. Do you know the Bible talks about that stuff? Do you know in the Bible that it talks about uh, getting somebody high uh, so that you can see their nakedness? The Bible talks about that. It literally talks about it, that it's an ungodly wickedness that the Lord don't like. So I'm not sitting here saying, oh, well, it's all your fault, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is, I have a question for you that still you must hold responsibility to. What are you doing in a bar? Get out of the bar! Huh? Get yourself in a Holy Ghost-filled church where nobody's going to be able to take the drink of the Holy Ghost and drug it up. Lord have mercy. Amen. Glory to God. Now, but with me saying that, those of you that take advantage of people even though they're in a place they ought not be because they were playing the game of a fool. That's, you know that's the truth. You ain't got no business being up in a bar. What's going to be in a bar? It's going to be people that are going to be drinking. And there's plenty. Don't sit there and tell me, Jesus, you're in the water, in the wine. You don't even know what you're talking about. Huh? Because I tell you what, we can do a study on wine up one side and down the other, and after I'm done, you're going to be staying out of the bar, or you're just going to be flat out denying what God said in his word. Huh? People like to play games with that. They want to sit there. Oh, well, that was wine, man. And then you got preachers doing it. You bunch of lying preachers going to send these people to hell, and you're going to be right along with them, and you're going to have a harder part of hell. The Bible says so, because you're leading them into damnation. My word. Now I got off on that, but anyhow, the bottom line is, these young children they'll be an influence by somebody. Somebody is teaching them somewhere. And if you got your child and you're setting it in front of that one-eyed demon, I'm talking about the television, you set them in front of that one-eyed demon and you just let them sit there and watch whatever they want and all they're going to see is a bunch of shooting and killing, do you think that's not going to affect their mind? Is that what you think? You think it ain't going to affect their mind? Huh? That's not what the Bible says. He said, the Bible don't talk about television. The Bible talks about enough for you to understand. It don't matter whether you were in a dispensation with television or not. It's still the same. Whether you watch it on a screen with electricity or whether you were born in a dispensation when there wasn't no electricity, there wasn't no television. All the same. Because I can find plenty of verses to prove what I'm saying. So stop playing your foolish little games. I get so sick and tired of people that claim to be Christian. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. And sit there and tell me, well, you know, the Bible don't say that. The Bible gives you everything for life and godliness. Don't give me that nonsense. Gives you everything you need to teach you how to live holy. Gives you everything for life to teach you how to walk in this life. Don't sit there and moan and complain. Well, if I hadn't belonged to that church and hadn't been serving Jesus, I'd be a success. No, you ain't going to be no success. You ain't going to be no success without Jesus. You understand that? Amen. The Lord can direct you. Don't you know there's Holy Ghost-filled doctors, there's Holy Ghost-filled lawyers, there's Holy Ghost-filled nurses, uh, all this. Don't sit there and say, well, my career is limited because I can't do this. Oh, you're just whiny. You're just a complainer. 
And you don't want to live. You you don't want nobody to bother you is the problem. Because you know that if you go to school, you go to college with these other people that are vying to be a doctor and a lawyer or a nurse or whatever, they're all going to try to pull on you and say, oh, you little holiness thing, you little holy roller, you blah, 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 blah. And you don't want to go through that. Huh? Didn't you see Jesus on the cross? You say, well, I didn't see it. Well, you ought to see it. All you got to do is open up the Bible. Huh? You read it, you'll see it. And Jesus didn't come here to die on the cross and to rise from the dead for us to sit there and teach our children to go around killing other people. It's ridiculous. There ain't no sense in it. And so the shedding of innocent blood have got two sides to it. Not just the fact that people are dying that shouldn't be dying, but now you got children and you're teaching them to kill when you shouldn't be doing that. Because these are innocent little children, you've taken them and you've done something to their mind to make them think, hey, this is the thing to do. And so when we read that scripture, the Father, you do not provoke your sons to wrath. Don't you know you could do that very thing by the way you teach them to hate people and to be racist? And to say that uh, uh, this group over here is worth to die and this group over here is worth to die? No. Everybody's, listen, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, I believe in Jesus up one side and down the other. You all know that. But I'll tell you what. If I've met somebody, and I have. I've met people that were atheists. I've met people that served literally multiple gods. I knew a particular person. And he came to my house one day. My son brought him. My teenage son. And we sat for hours and hours uh, talking about things. And when we got through, he said, you know, after everything I said about Jesus and all, and he said, you know, he said, with everything you said about Jesus, he said, I would serve him, he said, except for one thing. And I said, what is that? He said, well, you said I have to let go of all these other gods and just serve him. He said, I don't want to do that. But he was willing enough to say, when I look at Jesus and everything that you see, hallelujah, about this Lord, he said, he said I, I would like to serve him. He said, but I don't want to let go of my other. Listen, you, you got to serve Jesus and Jesus only. You can't be serving another God. You, you can't be doing that. And, and he he was into all this stuff, Zeus and all this other kind of thing, you know, and a lot of other uh, what is known as really mythical gods. Uh, but anyway, in his mind, they were real. And that's what he uh, attested to and all that. So I've, I've prayed for him many times. And so maybe y'all can pray for him too. His name is Cody. And uh, I, this was a young man I know several years ago. And I don't know whatever happened to him. Um, but uh, I'm just praying that the Lord will get a hold of his heart and save him before it's too late. But um, in any event, I'm really hoping that everybody has listened to everything that's been said about the shedding of the innocent blood and how much God hates that. Now, there are times, uh, and, and it's very clear, it says innocent blood. Uh, the Bible does say that people that live by the sword are going to die by the sword. Those are not innocent. They are not innocent people. They live by the sword. They're, you know, you got gang members, and their their whole life is is geared towards violence and different things. And then other people that are not even part of a gang, and their lives are just uh, zeroed in on violence. I mean, I've known people personally like that. And so, you know. There's so many different things that we could look at to to really understand why God hates this so much. 
because it takes a life. And even if it's an atheist standing there, he he has been given just as much right as you to be able to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus came to save the world, everybody. And who do you think the world is that he's trying to save? Certainly not the ones that are already saved. He's there to save the lost, the ones that don't know him. Amen. So with that said, I would really uh, hope that... Uh, I've helped somehow, in some way, for us to be able to shed a little bit of light on this thing that God hates, the shedding of innocent blood. And then next week, uh, and it will be next week because it's going to be on, on Tuesday, we're going to be looking into the next thing on the list, which is uh, chapter 6, uh, verse 18 of the book of Proverbs. And that is, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. So that'll be the next thing that we will be talking about. But I really am going to ask you that if you know any young children, very young children, that you can be a positive role model to, especially those that are without fathers and uh, that kind of thing. If you can be a positive role model in their lives to try to steer them away from a life of violence, um, you know, I think that would be a wonderful thing. As long as you are within God's guidelines and boundaries. Because remember, uh, if there's still another parent there, you can't just go running in there and, and just say, well, I'm, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. That's child might belong to another one uh, that might be single or or whatever the case may be there's a lot of women out there raising a lot of uh, young boys and they need some guidance but you can't just go waltzing in there and just uh, you know because some Christians you know you I tell you you get to walking like you just uh, just so full of pride and you're going to have to get that under the blood of Jesus but as I said, if you are able, where you know that the Lord has brought uh, some young people, and especially young boys, but I'm not negating young girls, but it's just that uh, boys can have a certain demeanor and a certain way about them, and, and some girls too, some girls too. Uh, but you want to do things proper and right and all of that, but you be led of the Holy Ghost and, and be be a guide and be an example of of a godly person somebody that values life and let them see that so that they are able to take hold of something different than what the world is showing to them and so with that said i'd like to just say uh, i hope that y'all have a blessed weekend this weekend and if y'all would i would encourage you to join us on the eunuch preacher you can google that the words, uh, the eunuch preacher, they're all separate. Uh, each of the letters of each of those words is capitalized. And you look up the eunuch preacher. And uh, all of our services, uh, worship services, that is, are pre-recorded and downloaded. And uh, we got singing and praising the Lord. And we gear our messages on Saturday to those that are lost and trying to reach them. So with that said, I just pray that you have a wonderful, blessed weekend. God bless y'all.